This is Advice for Life with Lynn. Today's issues, lessons learned from failed relationships. But give me an example of loving yourself. What does that look like? Okay. First of all, you have a close friend and she's in a relationship with someone who's not treating her well. You are going to push her. You're going to talk her till you can get her to see she shouldn't be there. You have to treat yourself the same way. You can't allow anything to happen to you, anyone to treat you the way you wouldn't allow them to treat someone you love. So treat yourself as your best friend. Talk right. to yourself as your best friend. Treat, protect yourself as you protect your friends. You have problems? She has answers. Getting down to the nitty-gritty with people who know what they're talking about. This is Advice for Life with Lynn. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at AdviceForLifeWithLynn.com slash Audible. I love the word free. There are over 180,000 titles to choose from. You can get them from your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Hi, everybody. This is a great topic because most of us view failed relationships as a relationship that's no longer. Like most of us think success looks like two people in a relationship and failure as two people who were in a relationship who are no longer together. But that's not going to be our truth for the next 30 minutes or so because when I say the word failed, I'm putting air quotes around them, you know, failed, because I believe the only failed relationships are those we haven't learned anything from. When we learn something about ourselves from sharing time with somebody, even if it's not so great time all the time, that to me is a success. For example, as you know, I'm recently divorced and I don't believe that I had a failed marriage. I hate that. People are like, oh, I'm sorry. It didn't work out. Sorry. I have a failed marriage. I believe because I learned so much about myself, still doing it. And because we had two great kids, our relationship just no longer worked. It's complete. As one of our guests on the show said one time, I love that the relationship was complete. However, I'm human. There's a part of me that still wants to sling some blame at him and myself. So what do we do with that? Is it really just a jerky partner that's a problem? Or could it be the we keep attracting or creating similar relationships that involve some level of suffering? And why can't Prince Charming just show the hell up? <laughs> Hello, Prince. I'm right here. Our guest today, therapist Denise Cabell Molini, is going to help us with all of that. Time for Lynn's confession. Okay, top three things on my mind today. I'm recalling my two marriages and even saying that out loud. I've got some major self-judgment going on like, well, I must collect husbands. My two marriages. Uh, number two, the second thing on my mind is Prince Charming and his white horse. Just let me dream, okay? And number three, I need a new swimsuit. But I really don't know why because I hate the idea of myself in a suit. We should only swim at night. Okay, that's what I propose. Background check. The background check on today's guest. You're going to love her. I love her. Denise Gabel Molini is a therapist and a spiritual counselor. She does a lot of other things, but these are the two main things we're focusing on today. And I say, as I say, all good healers have experienced something painful and they've learned from it. Growing up, she didn't exactly feel like she fit in with anybody. She had a Jewish mother and a black Cuban father. 
And after some really painful situations, Denise had to figure out how to connect with who she really was. She had to figure out who she really was. She has since devoted her life to guiding others to learn how to live in joy. Wouldn't that be nice? Even while in situations that feel impossible. Today, we're going to talk to Denise about how to find that joy, even while in a crappy relationship, and how to learn valuable lessons after coming out of a, quote, air quote, failed relationship. Welcome, Denise. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. I wish you guys could see her. She's got, you're wearing this beautiful, uh, is it called quartz Quartz, necklace? And isn't that for, like, to have clarity? Clarity, yes. So you brought that on purpose. Mm Mm-hmm. So you could have yes. some clarity and connection, right? Okay, let's let's hear for clarity and connection. Okay, so tell me if I'm out of line, but I, just give me an example in your life where mm-hmm. you felt like you know you took a really bad relationship and learned from it. Like, give me a personal example because I don't think a lot of us can learn from hearing how you know a teacher has gone through something. Right. Right. Okay, I would say that my very, 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 the first time I really felt like I was in love was he was my Prince Charming. He was my knight in shining armor. He made me feel loved. I had never felt like, number one, like someone would put me what I needed, wanted, before what they wanted and he would do that Mm. and so for me it was like this is it this is this is love we're in love forever and ever i'm sure you felt that way right and i believed love conquered all and it didn't the relationship ended he ended the relationship and i kept feeling how could that happen? He says he loves me and I love him. Why is it that we can't work everything out? And immediately I felt, of course, I wasn't doing what I should be doing. I wasn't good enough. Mm -hmm. There was something I should change. It was no matter who we blame, we blame ourselves. First and foremost. Right. It's my failure. Mm -hmm. I failed. We we take it personally, of course. Exactly. Exactly. And I, it was torturous. And I suffered for a year of just, what's wrong with me? Why can't I be loved? I'm not good enough. Right. How could I have love and lose that love? How could, how could he say he loves me and not make it work? And that's a good question. Right, right. And it was always me. You know, it was I failed. I lost. I didn't do it right. I wasn't good enough. And I heard a song. And the words of the song, one phrase in the song was, Every cloud doesn't have a silver lining. And it hit me that my failure was because I believed every cloud had a silver lining. Well, that sounds really depressing, Denise. What do you mean by that? Everything isn't meant to be forever. Oh, I see. 
And if it's not forever, it's not forever because you failed. It's just not forever because it has an expiration date. Mm. Complete. Complete. Mm. It's complete. It didn't fail. It was finished. Whatever it was that I... And I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for... I am more grateful for relationships that ended than didn't. Because where they would have taken me wasn't here. So every relationship takes you as far as it's supposed to. And it's not a failure. And love doesn't conquer all. Like is important. The character of each individual is important. So tell me what happened to you. So you heard that song. Thank God you heard it. I heard that song. And then I realized I didn't fail. Mm, Okay. I realized I couldn't. I I did all I could do. You stopped beating yourself up. Right. It wasn't my fault. And I also realized that, yes, it hurt that I didn't have that love coming to me anymore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the biggest pain I suffered was the pain of my own failure. Mm-hmm. It, if I took my sense of failure out of the equation, then it wasn't so bad. Mm-hmm. It was, what? why was I not good enough? Once I removed, I was fine. Mm-hmm. It had nothing to do with me not being good enough. There was no good enough to make this continue because it was over. It did all that it was meant to do. Did he give you reasons like these are the reasons why? Because, or did he say, well, it's complete. It's over. It's been great. He didn't really, he just couldn't do it anymore. I see. And I realized I was, I was too much for him. Mm. You know, he was, uh, he had a big ego. And I wasn't low enough, you know, I didn't look up to him in the way he needed his ego Mm. to be uh, soothed and stroked Mm -hmm. and all of that. He didn't feel the power with me. He probably didn't feel good enough in your presence. He didn't. He didn't. And so that's really what it was. That makes sense. And so it, it had nothing to do with me. It had nothing to do with who I was. And so what we do all the time is place our own failure there. How can I be better so the next one doesn't end like this? Well, Denise, you know, you know, I also life coach people in person. And a lot of people say, a lot of women say to me, um, before we get to beating ourselves up, you know, we project on others. A lot of women will say, oh my God, I'm never going to, you know, do that again. Right. You know, mm-hmm. this guy was a jerk or they're all jerks or pointing the finger out there. We're going to, you know, a good guy in, in South Florida is so hard to find. Or right. actually women say that all across the country. So w- what do you tell those women? Well, you know what? One thing that I've learned and I, because 99% of the people that I see, I see at that crossroads where they're either in a bad relationship or they're in the process of ending a relationship. But it's it's always there. You right. know, it's not the beginning. It's mm-hmm. always about ending. And so what I the biggest thing that I've learned is that you're going to attract what you believe you deserve. Believe. 
not think. That's important you say believe because we can say we think I deserve this Mm -hmm. and this and this, but how do you get to the believing? You peel it like an onion? You can't peel it. You have to get to yourself. Mm -hmm. Okay, you have to understand because I do spiritual counseling, Mm -hmm. that what you are is a divine manifestation of the source, wearing a costume that's necessary for the class that you're taking. But you are already perfect. You're made of perfection. And some people would say that that's a, you're you're a piece of God. You say you're a reflection of Source. Whatever it right, is that you right, right. But that's but, what you so are. So you're already you're already good enough. Exactly. You're already good enough, and you have to retake that. You have to reclaim that. How? How do you believe that you're good enough? By understanding who you are. You know, it's the journey to I'm not this. I am in this character, in this life, but it's not who I am. How do you take that journey? How do you know who you are? It's a process. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't, we come here and we see ourselves as a reflection, starting from childhood. Your first relationship is with your mother. And however that goes, she's who you need to survive. Mm -hmm. And we replay that until we overcome that first the mother it then whatever happens with the father but our first relationship is with the mother and we have to take our power there and we play that out in our lives so are you saying fix your relationship with your mom with inside with you because everything you went through everything you had to do You had to do, at that time, it was necessary. You had to hold back. You had to hold in. You had to learn when you could express yourself, when you couldn't express yourself. Everything had conditions. That was then, and it was was appropriate because your life depended on it. But you have to grow away from that. You have to realize that's not you anymore, and your life doesn't depend on somebody else's approval. That sounds like a um, a quick way, perhaps quick way of um, maybe zooming through some childhood pain and not replaying the past. Is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah, but you do replay it, but you have to see it in every relationship. Uh, you know, you have to look at this relationship and say, okay, I see this. I see how I am reacting here as though my life depended on it because that's what it feels like. It feels like never, never. If I don't do this, I will never, I'll be alone the rest of my life. If this was the one, this was my chance. But that's childhood. Mm. You know, that car that is driving us to these relationships is maybe six years old. So that you, it's like the child within it's you. It's the child within you, you know, that's going to the empty well. It's constantly mm. taking you to the empty well because that's where love is. Because love is the roof over your head, the food, the bottle, the milk. Well, what if you had a great mom? There's still something you didn't get. Mm. Because it's because life. It's, it's not a judgment as to whether it's good or bad. We come into our childhood to get the wound that propels us out of that home and into our lives. 
Well, I mean, it's very deep, and maybe some of you feel like, "What the hell is she talking about?" But I, 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 you're, I believe you're right on. We, we're here to learn about our, who we really are, find out who we really are, and to learn from our but childhood wounds. Everything wounds. is a habit, right? Everything's right. a habit. Well, unless you know about it. If you're, but what we do, right, is habit. It's a habit. You know, you have a habit of of serving. You have a habit of trying to make someone else happy. You have a habit of not loving ourselves, looking outside for someone to love us. Mm. And people say, you know, that sounds really good, but how do you love yourself? That's a great question. You, tr- you, st- you know how to love someone else. Everyone knows how to love someone else. We all know how mm-hmm. to love someone else. Treat yourself as though you loved you. Give me an example of that because it sounds really great. It sounds very Oprah. But give me an example of loving yourself. What does that look like? Okay. First of all, you have a close friend and she's in a relationship with someone who's not treating her well. You are going to push her. You're going to talk her till you can get her to see she shouldn't be there. You have to treat yourself the same way. You can't allow anything to happen to you. Anyone to treat you the way you wouldn't allow them to treat someone you love. So treat yourself as your best friend. Talk right. to yourself as your best friend. Treat, Protect yourself as you protect your friends. And don't, you don't have to believe it. You have to build a habit. Mm. You know, that's what you're doing. You're breaking an old habit and building a new one. You don't have to look in your mirror every morning and say, oh my God, I love you. You know, because you're not going to believe that. You're not going to believe any of it. You have to fake it, you know. You have to just do it. And eventually, like every other habit, it becomes a habit. Um, Louise Hay, a great guru, has, I think it's called mirror work. Mm -hmm. And she says, look in the mirror and say, I love you. And and so many of us have so many, I mean, it's so weird when you do it. I actually went down like six times in my life without laughing, but she says the same thing. What you're saying, you don't, you're not going to believe it in the beginning, but eventually when it becomes habit, you might believe it. Right. You know what? I look in the mirror and I say, I didn't see that line before. Right. Sure. (laughs) I did that last night. Where my mouth? My God, I got to get that filled. Right. Exactly. I cannot look. That's not going to make me love me. Right. You know, it's not going to make me love me. It's words. It's just words I'm saying. I have to look at myself as my best friend Mm. and say to myself, is this good enough for my best friend? If it's not good enough, for, because at the end of the day, I am my best friend. Right. At the end of the day, I, I do have to look at myself in the mirror and I have to feel good about me. And I do feel good about how I treat other people, but I have to feel good about how I treated me today. Ah. Uh. See, sometimes I get caught up in, like, I'll say, I do some good self-talk, like, good job, you were really kind to that person, or look at all you're doing. But I think it sounds like you're saying go deeper than that. Right, right. You have to detach. Mm -hmm. You have to detach from you being you. In this body. In this body. And think of how 
you respond in each situation with people you love and respond that way towards this body, towards this person. Nurture this person when this person screws up rather than beating this person up because you wouldn't beat your best friend up. What, what do you say to women who feel like a failure after a failed relationship and, you know, are instantly looking for somebody else because it happens all the time. We're yeah, wounded yeah. and we think that the prince mm-hmm. is going to make it better. And, you know, in deep down, obviously we feel like a failure. What do you say to those women? Well, you know, again, I, I am psychic and I do see it. You know, so I'll say, okay, so this is going to end. You know, this relationship was meant to end because you need this. You know, this time now, this is a really weird time in the world. The energy is really... Mm-hmm. For sure. There's no givens. You know, there used to be rules. There used to be, you do this, you get this, you do this. There's none of that now. The whole goal is happiness. A relationship ends now because it wasn't making you happy because it prevented you from being happy. And no one that I have this conversation with can say, oh, but I was happy. They were safe. They were secure, Mm. you know, but they weren't happy. They may have told themselves they They were happy. Safety is happiness. He's a a good guy, Mm. you know. Uh, he's 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 not really bad to me, mm-hmm. you know. It's like, yeah, but are you happy? Get your birthday, uh-huh. you know? Did he? Does he do those little things that really make you feel important? Does he criticize you when it's not necessary? You know, no relationship ends because the people in it are happy. Mm-hmm. And one person isn't unhappy and the other's happy. Mm, even though one person may not want it. Right. Right. The one person who doesn't want it maybe just is in denial. Exactly. Uh-huh. And afraid. Yeah. Afraid that there's nothing else. Afraid that at least I have something. Yeah. Afraid but, that I'm not good enough. But it's not good enough now. Right. Now God is asking us to be happy to find our happiness in ourselves, to find the God within, to find the soul within. And if you're in a relationship that's blocking you from that, then it's going to end. It's absolutely going to end. I think that's a really important statement that you just said, God, and if you don't believe in God, you're listening, you know, you could say, the universe, universe, you know, right. Mother Earth, whatever. Right. But um, God wants us to be happy. I think we forget that. Right. That's our birthright. Exactly. And that's our journey. Yeah. You know, it's it's from the source back to the source, and it's all within. So this is that time, you know, when when one whole period is coming to an end, and a new age is beginning. It's it's this whole time where you have to be happy. And that's what I see people unhappy. You know, I have a friend who said, 
I just, I can't take this anymore. I can't take it anymore. I wish he would cheat on me. I wish he would beat me. I wish he would do something Mm. because I'm just not happy. She's just scared. And I said, well, what, why, you know, whether you're cheated on or whether you're abused, the bottom line is you're not happy. Right. So, you know, you don't have to stay because you don't have a good enough reason to leave because a lot of women feel like that. Like, I can't leave because I'm not happy. Right. Well, wouldn't you say that she was afraid to to take care of herself and leave? She didn't. It's that projection. Mm. You know, it's that the vision of there has to be a, a reason. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, I can't tell you how many people ask me, what happened? Right, exactly. Why, why after 18 years, exactly. what happened? I always feel like that's a projection because I feel like underneath they're going, oh my God, could it happen to me? You have divorce disease. But yeah, people are looking for... For something. Yeah. Okay, so I have this. So I can say this is why. Right. You know, and she said, I just, he moves my towels. If I put my towels here, he moves them there. I can't take it But anymore. is that a good reason for her to... But that's that's a symptom. That's uh, just one of a million things that says there's no me in this relationship. I see what you're saying. You know, that that was just like the straw. It was yeah. the straw. But really, it's, well, what about me? I don't matter. Right. I don't matter. You know, I don't matter even to me anymore. I'm so lost. Mm. And so there's this sadness and there's this unhappiness, but there's no thing. And what was your advice to her? I said, I don't. I said, you do, you've got to be happy. So it's going to end, you know, and you don't have to have a reason. I promise you, there's going to be a long line of women at divorce court because of the towels, because it's about being happy. Well, wouldn't you say also that she has, because everywhere I go, there I am. That's a famous quote. So mm-hmm. wouldn't you say that in addition to your advice of finding happiness, maybe leaving him, she has to, f- has to find happiness within herself? Right. Because that's she'll be step, another guy. But that's a big I step. See. It is. It is. I it's a really big agree. step of saying I matter. Right. Yes. <laughs> And people don't understand that. Oh, my God. It takes tremendous courage to tell yourself, I matter. When you say, I'm leaving, you're saying, I matter. You're taking that first step of loving yourself. I love myself is what you're really saying. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's, you're doing that. Mm -hmm. And that's more than enough to start with. Which is huge, you know, especially when you have what people call collateral damage. You know, you have children and, mm-hmm. you know, expectations from your family. But to say, I deserve to love myself exactly, is huge. And uh, you know what? No one around you can be happy if you're not happy. Right. And fake happiness is not happy. No, it's not. I'm good at it's fake not. happiness. Right. No, but it's not. Right. It's not. People can see through that. Exactly. They feel right. through that. It's all energy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have, I see people, women, beautiful, beautiful women who are in horrible, horrible relationships. And I see women who don't take care of themselves. They could care less about what they look like. And they don't come about relationships. They have no problems there. Because? Because they believe that they deserve this. They believe we 
it's the energy they put mm. out. The women who who work so hard on being beautiful and perfect, they don't believe they can be anything else except that. And That's potential mates, whether it's a man or a woman, pick up on that. You exactly. may not know why you're attracted That's to a woman or right, a man, but right. you can feel it, mm-hmm. whether it, you're attracted or not. You see... It's like a magnet. On the surface, I see you, you see me, but we don't come together because of that. Mm. We come together because I feel you feel. I'm going to ask you again for myself, but also because people are driving, whatever, but how... Tell us again how we... Um, Believe it start uh, okay when the relationship ends. You have to own that you did that. You have to own that throughout all of this that you've gone through. You said I matter more than this. I matter. I love me. I love me enough to face the criticism, to face the disappointment, to face the effect that I may have on everyone else's life. I love me that much. And you have to own that that's what you're doing in the moment. You really are saying, I love me. And you have to feel that. You have to feel the power of that. What if you're not the one who ended it? What do you say to that woman, like your case? Then you say, you know what? There's a lesson here I have to learn. And again, I'm too good for this. I don't deserve someone. I don't deserve to have someone in my life that I have to figure out how better I can make myself to keep him. So good. Next. And it's not good enough if the person doesn't want to be with you. Right. And it's not good. You know, whatever it is. Mm Mm-hmm. It should work. It should just work. It should be something where there's an issue that you work out together because it means enough to both of you. If it doesn't, this is not the last one. And by the time you've reached 25, you know there's going to be another. (laughs) You know, because you've had enough in the past to know that each one was the one. Each one you thought there'd never be another one after. Well, each one was the one for the moment. Right, but in your head. Right, sure. When it was coming oh, to yeah, an end. Oh, yeah, you can't end, see you thought, past, like, oh, my God, gonna I'm going to die with this guy. Exactly. <laughs> Which may be the case. My parents are still married, but, yeah. Exactly, but, you know, odds are there's going to be another chance. Do you think, this is sort of getting off topic, but do you think uh, in terms of relationships, well, I've come to believe that, I don't know if we're meant to be with one person our whole lives. I don't even know what's meant mm-hmm. to be. Like, what is your philosophy on relationships in general? I honestly don't believe that you should be in any relationship past the point where it fulfills you. Because no matter what, you're only on your journey. You're not on your children's journey. You're not on your parents' journey. It's not their path. It's nobody else. They all have their own path. Everyone has their own path. And whatever role you play, you are meant to play. You're on your path. You know, some women would say, especially of my mom's generation, that's very selfish. Right. You know, wow, you're not fulfilled and you're going to end the relationship. Well, think how many people you're affecting. And, you know, men and, you know, if that's what you're into, are are hard to come by. What do you say to that woman? No one, because... This person, everyone who comes into your life is meant to come into your life. 
if you haven't been with them already, they're waiting for you. It has nothing to do with the numbers. That's deep. Did you guys get that? <laughs> Everybody's already waiting for you. That's okay. Yeah, I get that. You know, it, it's not numbers. There's mm-hmm. nothing to do with who's out there, who's not out there. Yours is there. Mm-hmm. But yours is waiting for the you that's going to reach that person. And it's not going to be the you that left the one before or was left by the one before because you grew, even if you don't know it. There's a new set of wills and won'ts that have built up inside of you that have transformed you in some way, whether you're aware of it or not. And the next person that is written into your script is waiting to meet that person that you will have become. So you give us a lot of great stuff. So in conclusion, like in a nutshell, if you could say it in a sentence, what is your best advice for life for dealing with ended, complete relationships? Be grateful that it ended. Understand that it wasn't filling you. It reached its expiration date because there was nothing left in it for you. And for your growth, your happiness, which is the end goal, it's being happy. Know that this one is out of the way now. Now you can move to happy. Now your path is clear again. And one of the, I think, most important things you have said during this podcast is uh, you attract what you believe. Right. And your beliefs change the moment you accept this is done and you realize that this is good for you, then you're loving you. Even if you don't like it. Even if you don't like it. Mm -hmm. Even if you cannot, no relationship ends that brings you happiness. Amen. So on some level you weren't happy. Always, right? always, you might have shoved it under a carpet, stuck it under the couch, but you weren't happy. You were working. And now you're free to be happy. That's again on your plate. It's a path to freedom to be happy. Exactly. Deep stuff. Good stuff, Denise. Oh, my God. Um Wow. Thank you so much, Denise. If you want to get in contact with Denise, you can email her at dgm, dgm is in Mary, healing at gmail.com. Or she lives in Miami, so you could also call her. You can call her anywhere. 305-978-4443. 305-978-4443. And check out her incredible book. You can buy it on Amazon. It's called The Growing Field. Oh my gosh, just going through the table of contents, it's amazing. She's like everything she said now is in the book times 10. Life is to be lived. Uh, time in the circle of life. One of my favorites is... Um, Love the seeker, feeling loved, leaving the past behind. So get her book, The Growing Field, a manual for the age of Aquarius on Amazon. Thank you so much, Denise. A reminder to everybody, submit your questions on AdviceForLifeWithLynn.com. And while you're there, sign up for my free email. You'll be the first to get my weekly blog on how to live consciously and peacefully. 
You'll also get access to my free happiness guide when you sign up. Also, I'm looking for guests with different ways that they can help the Advice for Life with Lynn followers. So reach out, maybe if you think you've got something to say and you want to be on the podcast. Lastly, please subscribe and rate my podcast on iTunes. I really care about what you think, so tell me how I'm doing. I want your thoughts. The links are in the show notes and also on the website. I want to help as many people as I can with this podcast. So your shares, your subscribes and reviews help us gain visibility in the iTunes store and they help us reach more people. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next time. And remember, there is nothing we can't talk about.